February 4, 2021 is the Watt for Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show. Happy Thursday, first Thursday, February. Uh, started off Cousin Mary, an alternate, alternate tape. I hate that word, alternative. Told people <laughs> don't use it. 30, ah, you can hear my guests, people. Yes, I'm not man alone. Even though, uh, yeah, Brother Matt's still at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point because we're still quick quarantino mode. Those incredible software engineers of Stony with their Skype invention. I got Brother Ren Schofield with Welcome Hello. Aboard. And, and where are you talking to me from? I'm in London, England right now. Whoa, that's why the 4-4 country code that Brother Evan, we got to give big respect, Evan Lipson making the connect here. Uh, and also after Cousin Mary from John Coltrane, we had Recliner from Container, which is your musical monkier, whatever, prod name. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I want to get into your, your this is fucking uh, wild music, you know, and I want to know how you got to this point. And so can, can we go way back? What, what's your earliest musical recollection? Just in general? No, it's about music. Not, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> not really yeah. general. <laughs> kind of a little specific to music, but it could be anything. I mean, some cats they remember stuff inside their mom's womb. Yeah, other dudes they can't remember part. till the later twenties. So, remember, it's a Watt for Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. I kind of remember being really young and my mom making me get a piano lesson. And I only took one because I hated it so much. And it made me put uh, kind of colored star stickers on my fingernails to keep track of the keys and everything. And it just wasn't for me. And uh, I was out of there after that one. I think that's probably the earliest musical memory I yeah, have. Yeah, so it was kind of a, a not a happening one. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't working. Now, now, now where was this? Well, what town? Uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. RISD, talking heads. Yep. <laughs> I got to play oh. RISD once, uh, share a bill with Fugazi. Uh, now, so I, I'm going to guess here, but there's probably a piano in the pad? There's probably, oh, no, there wasn't actually. That was probably part of also why it didn't work. Okay, okay. Yeah, my parents aren't musical at all in any way, really. Okay, so there was no instruments at the pad? No, none. Well, what about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? No, like, um... My last year of high school, by that point, I was playing guitar and stuff like that. And uh, I took a music class as one of my electives. And at my school, it was actually kind of a shitty school, but the music class was quite nice for some reason. And uh, you would just play in a band with uh, the other students. And uh, so I got to play guitar and that. That was kind of my only formal music class training, really. That's kind of neat, though, for a public school to have a, a fucking band thing like that. Like, rock yeah, yeah, it's totally. Uh, was it like rock and roll? Uh, not necessarily. Like, we, I only remember like three songs that we learned, but we learned uh, uh, "Pick Up the Pieces." Oh, average white band. Yeah, it's kind of a dance uh, thing, kind of a dance. Yeah, and then also September. I don't know who does that one though. And then uh, take five. Ah, Dave Bubeck. Yeah. Which is in five, so you were doing Sophisto Timons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, uh, what was the first record you bought with your own money, man? Uh, it was probably Green Day Dookie. And the first gig you went and saw? I think that was maybe uh, Criss Cross. Whoa. With, <laughs> with the far side opening. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Criss Cross. Oh, yeah, a, oh, yeah, not Christopher Cross. Okay. No, no, they're like the teenage rap. <laughs> yeah, girl. yeah, they were the two kids that wore the pants backwards. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta Cats, I think Atlanta Cats. hope they're doing good. Yeah. Uh, look, you mentioned guitar. How did you jump on the fucking guitar? Uh, you know, just when I was uh, first kind of getting into music, when I would have been 
11 or 10 or something like that. I wanted to play guitar and I got a guitar for Christmas, I think when I was 11 or something like that. And, uh, so that was my first instrument really. Now, did you, uh, was it the same dealio? You're going to have to take some lessons. Uh, I took a handful from like a local music shop. What kind of once I understood how you played power chords and knew like the basic open chord fingerings, I was kind of off the lessons and just going by tabs and stuff like that. Was it electric guitar or acoustic? It was an electric. It was like a, a Strat knockoff. Because you don't know how many guys start on the acoustic, right? Yeah. Okay. And so you you must have had an amp. Did you have an amp? I'm assuming. I had one of those like uh, probably like eight inch Gorilla amps. Eight inch speaker. Yeah. I had one of them. I used practice. Uh, yeah, not too good with the bass. Couldn't much <laughs> slow, but you know, practice. Come on. Uh, uh, so I'm wondering, after school, the bedroom band, garage band, basement band. Did you get into that shit with your buddies? Yeah. Uh, you know, more come high school age was doing that kind of stuff. Uh, now, were you copying off the Dookie record or were you guys writing your own tunes? No, at this point we were, uh, we were writing our own tunes. Oh, it's great. Yeah. We're just kind of like the, my main, well, my first high school band, we were kind of just, uh, each song that we wrote, we try to have it be in a completely different genre. Of course. The ska song, the reggae song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. The goth song. Yeah, exactly. Some just going every direction. Some of, some of it's just close. <laughs> but but, can you remember the first song you wrote? Hmm. No, not written. No. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I only wrote one song before the movement. It was called Mr. Bass, King Outer Space. It was about <laughs> Sounds like excellent. Blowing the rest of the band. Well, I found out there was a hierarchy involved and obviously had some issues. I can't remember how it went, but the basic plot was I blow the rest of the guys off the stage with a bass solo. <laughs> yeah, fucked up, <laughs> fucked up. But then the movement came, and like everybody was a songwriter. So I always ask this question because no one we knew as teenager, me and D Boone, wrote their own songs. Everybody copied off records. So uh, do you remember the? Fr did this band have a name? Uh, this band was called Super Cops on Patrol. <laughs> Did they, was it just a practice band or did you do a gig? We did a, like probably five gigs maybe. What was the first one like? Uh, the, I don't quite remember the which one came first. Um, I think they all went, you know, not great, but they could have been worse. But <laughs> <laughs> like, there was definitely weird technical errors and That's just good... uh, being surprised well, like that it sounds different in the club as opposed to in the basement and shit like that. Yeah, when you're first doing that shit, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, technical error. There's some kind of fucking noise coming over your ear. Oh, you, is it? Yeah, I think you're sanding something. That's it still it sound like. No, it's gone now. But uh, technical errors, Jesus Christ, your first gigs, there could be all kinds of errors, like confidence errors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like memory errors or just pant shitter errors. <laughs> Maybe on purpose, I don't know. I, I, you only have it once, and that's why I asked for it. Uh, I want to play here uh, Insulation, Container.
風が上の方を渡ってなんかこの辺の匂いはちょっと土っぽいちょっとじめっとした青々しい匂いもするねこんなに匂いも変わらんだね空気がちょっとちょっと本当に動くだけで全然なんかいろんな表情があるね。なんか息耳が通ってきたのか息よりも全然遠くまでの音が、うん、あ聞こえる。うんうん。そうだね、耳が通ってるのか空気が
the poems, the words and the music on this record all come from children at primary schools. examples, we hope that it will encourage you to introduce in your own schools some of the ideas.
Live from Pedro Show. Insulation from Container started that chunk of music off. Then we had uh, Koe Te Oto from the Kasugayama Primeval Primeval Forest. Uh, January 28, 2021. Oto, Mari, and Sawako. Then we had, uh, yeah, brand new. Well, of course, that was new. And then Manlio uh, Maresca, incredible guitar man from Italy. He's living in Berlin now. And his band, uh, Manual for Errors, brand new uh, record, Standby is a tune. Uh, Bell after that with uh, Conversaciones con la Higienista. Higienista. Here I'm butchering every other people's languages again. So I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Lo siento. Nielsen uh, from Barcelona with Here and Now. Through uh, Hermano Milo. PK from his great uh, solo album. A tune called Flap. PK now DC area. Also, Bomb is pregnant now DC area, but from 40 years ago. Frozen Zen Fro. Remember Froze? It was a hairstyle, people. George Hurley had a huge one, like a sphere. Network Glass have that on Balmar with Tass X. And finally, Container with Kramer. So you know this music you're giving me. How long uh, were you on the guitar? <laughs> Maybe not that long, right? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I'm still playing guitar whenever, you know, every day pretty much. But uh, I never really, I guess I played it in that band we were just talking about. But that was kind of my last time with the guitar. And I moved to drums for a while after that. Oh, wow. That's oh. great. What was your first drum set? Uh, well, the drummer of that band, Super Cops on Patrol, he like kind of had some sort of meltdown. Uh, he had like taken some pills in school and got in a fight with the principal. Oh yeah, bad move. And just kind of bailed and was like MIA for a couple weeks. Also, the when drum he, set was a donate. Yeah, well, he kind of like <laughs> when he reappeared, he wasn't. Uh, he like inverted his sleeping schedule and wasn't into really being in the band anymore. Yeah, and so the drum set was just in my parents' basement where we were jam, and uh, so I kind of just started noodling around on it from there, and sort of took ah, it over. Yeah, little eminent domain. <laughs> <laughs> but but that no man, I truly believe you. You could play drums, you could play any of the instruments because it's the heart of rhythm. So that, that's bitching. And, and did you do lessons or did you teach yourself? No, I just kind of self-taught with that. Yeah, manhandled it like that. And then, and also you get some empathy for the guy in the rear with lots of gear. <laughs> fuck, they should be up front. What the fuck? What kind of denial is this? You fucking posers. Really? Right? Rock and rollers. Come on, get back to the heart of the matter. So, so interesting. Uh, did you do, uh, do drums for this band? Uh, I did play drums in a few bands, like uh, in the early 2000s, kind of, just around Providence, and then... Uh, Probably switched to more electronic stuff. Now the Providence yeah. scene was you know, the, the one big drum band with the bass man. I guess he's got a banjo string on the G. Uh, Lightning Bolt, right? I mean, there was some that that scene had some experimentation going on. Yeah, I mean, that's I kind of discovered that scene when I was in high school, and that's kind of what uh, really blew my mind and uh, got I me. Could, I got to play with a band even before that from there called Six Finger Satellite. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. So that town, I, and, you know, people think it's Podunk or whatever, but they had some really exciting stuff going on uh, music-wise, I thought. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Much respect. Okay, okay. So when do you buy your first synthesizer? Uh, well, it was probably, um, probably in the year 2000 or 99, actually, I got this, uh, Roland groove box thing that came out because, uh, I'd heard about it because the Beastie Boys put out a comp of people using it on Grand Royal, the groove box. And I had the comp and I thought I'd get one and I got one from Guitar Center or whatever. And that was kind of my first one. And again, self-taught like the drums? Yeah, yeah. No, it just kind of plunked around on it for ages before I really figured it out, but got there eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some other dude might have had one and he might have showed you shit, but you you manhandled it yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. No, in a way, that's right, like skateboarding. You got to find your own way, right? Yeah, never... Uh, Never really could handle a skateboard, but no, I was. Really I got fucked up knees, brother Ren. I, I, I totally empathize with you on that, Matt. But I was using it for a metaphor. <laughs> that was what. That's what it was for. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Yeah, you got to fall down a little bit, but after a while, you you find your way. That's that's what I meant. True. In fact, uh, the PC Boys. Yeah, they had a magazine called Grand Royal, and they had me write a. A fucking uh, article on my fucked up knees. And also oh, Thrasher. Uh, yeah, Brian, the, the JFA singer, asked me to write something. Why do you play your bass like it's a skateboard? So so that's what I was doing. I was trying to do a little metaphor there. So uh, what were you doing? So you weren't really collaborating with other people, right? You're doing your own music, uh, Man Alone, with this uh, electronic? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a kind of noise project that I was doing for a while that was more like uh, test oscillators and tapes and uh, guitar kind of stuff that I did for a while before I got more into the beat end of it. What, what, and, what about uh, 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 influence, inspiration, electronic-wise? Uh, Delia Derbyshire or people like that? I didn't know about that stuff for many years later, but it was, I guess it was probably just stuff that I'd see in Providence when I'd be going out to shows and just like the noise shit that would happen electronic stuff in Providence that kind of got me interested in it. Right, right, right. And uh, of course, I forgot you mentioned the Beastie Boys. So right there, uh, and the, those other people that use that machine. Do you still use that machine? Uh, no, but I did for a long time. I used that one, and then I upgraded to like the next model up. And I used that just until like uh, earlier this year. Now, now, right away, did you start doing gigs, or was it more just a recording thing? Uh, no, I kind of right away started doing gigs pretty much, but only a couple at first. And was and, it, uh, was it Man Alone? Yeah. Man Alone. Yeah. Well, you know, ensemble versus an ensemble is <laughs> what I mean. Because you can do that, right? You, you get several things going, right? Yeah. And you can actually make a whole band out of Man Alone mode. Yeah. Uh. Or or just one machine going. I don't know. I wasn't there at the gigs. Can you tell me? Yeah, I mean, I usually get a... It's kind of running off of one machine, but I've incorporated a few other things into it that just kind of uh, layer on the sound. Yeah, you layer it up, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I've seen people do this, like, on guitars and stuff with uh, 
these pedals that can sample. True. And Petra Hayden does it with a fucking voice. She becomes a whole choir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a trip. Technology isn't all bad, man. It can be really interesting. I guess it's how it's wielded. Wielded. And and so uh um with your tunage, what do, what about local peers? Like you were seeing, you said you were seeing dudes at gigs, but were you like kind of collaborating? Yeah, I mean, eventually, like um, when I first kind of got into the Providence scene, you know, I was quite a lot younger than the other people who were involved in it, so I was mostly just going and checking it out. Uh, but after a while, got involved with the, the people I was meeting and stuff, and had some. Yeah, but fame. I think I think that's really important and interesting, Rand. That being a young man and coming into a scene and then you, you get inspired by it, right? And then the, the connects start to develop. I think that's fucking really healthy. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's, yeah, I'm very thankful for it. So in a way, it's a classroom. It's a school. <laughs> yeah. Without, you know, the pretense of academia on all this stuff, but you know what I mean? Some cats totally. have been down. They want to share some knowledge. You're bringing in the new energy because you want to learn. I think that's a fucking way happening a dynamic uh, that uh, people kind of take for granted. You know, gig, agree you. yeah, gigs aren't just gigs are not just you know performances, man. They're they're scenes. You know, people would say the scene, and then I, I know some people get disgusted with that word because yeah, just about talk and wearing clothes and makeup. But no, a scene me is, is folks coming together. So do you totally. think it was important that you found other cats? Doing electronic and yeah, absolutely, man. It's extremely important. Um, but yeah, you... don't know. I mean, it's been kind of like one of the most important parts of my life, so I don't really know. Couldn't really imagine it without it. And and then and but you never let go of the guitar. No, I mean I don't really. I mean I play it every day, but mostly just like messing around. I'm yeah, not, sure, I mean, sure. No, yeah, I bring I up, well, the reason I bring that up is because uh, music's music, right? Yes. You make it on an old-fashioned thing like a guitar, or you make it on a modern thing like a yeah, synthesizer. And so you don't have to, what I'm trying to say, like you could uh, in, increase the vocabulary. You don't have to trade one for the other. No. Do, do Absolutely you have, not. Uh, do you, well, I'm going I'm to wait on this because I want to get in the way you compose. But we're at the end of the first hour, the February 4, 2021 edition. Peter Show special guest, Ranch Cofield. Hold tight for hour two. February 4, 2021, second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
There's a hawk that's hanging on the wind up high above the bay. My little love bird opened up a cage, and out the window flew away. Now I think of you and try to guess just how long you're gonna stay. Well, it seems your favorite song has gone straight to number one. The suicidal bullet from the singer's stage fright gun, and the drummer's already backing up, even though the song's not done.
Live from Peter Show, we start off the second hour with Eject from Container. Then Sam Bennett, your favorite song. Ben Salter after that from Tasmania. Sam from Tokyo. George Blake. Elma Kirkwood. This is the meat puppet uh, boss, uh, Kirk Kirkwood's son, who's you know also a guitarist for the band, along with uh, his uncle Chris on the bass. Requiem for a Wizard. Got a little opera there. Glimpse Trio after that, Out of My Mind. Or Out of Mind. I think they're from Cleveland. For a while they lived in the East Bay, but I think they're back in Cleveland. And finally, Queezer from Container. So, Container, when did this project start? This project started in uh, 2009. Where'd you get the name? Uh, I don't know exactly, but I remember I had the idea... I, I remember thinking that it'd be a good name for a project for a while before I employed it. And, I, think, uh, I think it's a righteous name because it totally is what it is. It's a thing to hold your fucking expression. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And when was the first container tune? Can you remember? What was the first tune? Uh, I'm not sure if I named it, but uh, I did release it on a cassette shortly after I recorded it. And I think it was untitled. And first, okay, that's a good, that's a safe name. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you're fucking listening to it. You're not reading it. Uh, <laughs> what was the first container gig like there, Red? Uh, it was in a basement in Philadelphia for my friend's birthday party. So and uh, You had to drive down the I-95. <laughs> yeah, well, I was living in Philly at the time. Oh, so oh a, okay, okay. It was easy enough to get there. And uh, what was it like? Was it like that gig with the super cops? <laughs> uh, it wasn't too dissimilar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, I don't know, there's probably like 15 people there. But it was probably uh, uh, more original material. Or what? Did you, Container don't do covers, do, do they? No, although I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay. <laughs> Especially, you know what? It might be really interesting just to reinterpret, you know, like the container yeah. version. I've kind of wanted to for a while, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, do it to some Minutemen songs. I love to <laughs> Send me the tabs and I'll work it out. So, uh, <laughs> so you say, we call those kind of gigs character builders. There's 15 people? Yeah. Sure. I'm not, I, yeah I, look, I, I've seen some situations you wouldn't believe, okay? I remember some buddies of mine, they were playing the same, it was a shit factory where they had a few stages. And one of them was in a chamber with a hatch. And I looked in there, and it was just them and the sound man. And, uh, man, I looked through the window. And, yeah, and it broke my heart. Drive 2,300 miles, right? And then the sound man comes out of the hatch. So I wonder if they were looking at each other like, you know, you know, if a tree falls, <laughs> there's nobody to hear it. Yeah. it fall. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we get the, the, the character. <laughs> so, but in a way, those there's a, there's a reason, not just to give it a positive spin, because, you know, Anything that you're trying to fucking be a little original about, you're taking a chance, right? Unless you want to pander and see what uh, people are going to like ahead of time or some bullshit like that. Um, I, I want to play Trench here. It's <laughs> a great name, Trench.
Watt from Pedro Show. Started that chunk of music off with Container doing Trench. Then uh, Jan Bart, uh, Leu, Dutch name again, fucking other people's languages up. Number three, he's out of Groningen. S, uh, Sam Lock Ward and The Quiet Man with Lippy, live, Iowa City. I'm not human at all. This Sleep Party People's Copenhagen X Sessions. Maybe it's Roman numeral 10. Huh? Seafield. His brother, he gave when he was in England. False. And finally, peppered by container. Brother Red, tell me the process when you're composing for for container. Mm. Uh, well, usually I'll either have some kind of late idea in mind for a type of beat that I'd like to work on, or I can end up creating one accidentally when I'm just messing around programming stuff. And then it kind of just develops from there slowly after I experiment with adding different parts and just kind of generally messing with the directions and the possibilities where it could go. After doing that for ages, a structure begins to take form, and I uh, eventually cement it in so it's a fixed composition in the end. But you start with rhythm? Yeah. And uh, titles, they come last? Yeah, usually. Or sometimes uh, the appropriate one will occur to me mid-composition, and then I know that that one's right. Well, I ask that because you know what? Can't write a song without writing the title first because I need a fucking focus. <laughs> Nobody I know is like that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems the titles, it's like the bass unless it's reggae, right? You put it on last. <laughs> and speaking of which, when you're putting the parts around the rhythm, are you thinking of the timbers like bass, mid, treble? Yeah, uh, I am somewhat and kind of also think of it in a band perspective like guitar bass drums parts ah so you part them out so there's like kind of a, a okay yeah interesting interesting uh so, so in a way you it's like the the paradigm the the, the paradigm still you 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 still kind of like kind of hold on to and in, uh, yeah i guess so yeah Instead of like, yeah, no, this is a whole new future and redefinition of music and everything. In a way, you're you're bringing the old paradigm in in with new um, ways of uh, expressing it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I do kind of think of it as a band or something, sort of. That it's I'm the only member of. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's been several records. Like uh, Stevie Wonder did a few. Uh, Prince, his first albums were all by himself. Uh, mm. Dave, uh, Dave Grohl, right? The first Foo Fight. And those guys all started with the drums. So yeah. it's interesting how you kind of follow that, too. Uh, well, there's probably less arguing with one guy. <laughs> True. <laughs> you, get your, you get to hold sway <laughs> on every debate. <laughs> but. Uh, do you ever come up with parts that don't fucking kind of get together, you know, uh, cooperate? All the time, yeah. Like, uh, more often than they do come together. Okay, how do you mitigate that? Uh, eventually, I'll either realize that this just isn't working, and I've, it's just not going to click, and I'll scrap it. 
and then that kind of helps sometimes because it becomes clear what does need to happen for it to work or like what kind of part is needed. Uh, so it just puts things into a better perspective that way, even though it's frustrating and it takes a while to get to that point. When it does happen, it uh, feels good in the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, music is about making sounds. But do, do you ever, I have to do this on the bass. Do you ever plot out holes? Uh oh, like, like an absence or something. Yeah, we're playing, you know, so other shit can fit in. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I love doing that. But but you're actually thinking it. You know, I, of course, the trial and error. You're, you're listening to it and see it, like, what what you call works or not works. But yeah. do you ever? Yeah, because actually, it's a kind of you know. I learned from I was in a, a two bass band, you know, and, and that's all we had. So you had to like fucking put holes or the whole thing mudded up like crazy. Um, mm, so, nice. yeah. So, but then, you know, do you get to push, maybe you only do what you know of and do, do you get to push uh, boundaries on it, you know? So I, I wonder if you just let, uh, because th these kind of things that you do, they, they, they can be almost on autopilot, right? Do you ever do that where they just, you, you see how chaotically they fly and, and, and see connections you might have not planned in your mind? Yeah, that does happen. And I, yeah, I feel like sometimes it can be uh, too predictable or like I'll just uh, fall in line. It's like something I've already been working on in another track and it's easy to go down the same path. Uh and yeah, sometimes you do have to kind of step back and pull yourself out of that and think of a different way it could be done. What what, what about harmonic? Do you care about shit being in the right key and stuff like that? No, I don't. Um, I have found sometimes there'll be a clash that I can hear that just doesn't sound right, so I'll need to do some tuning, I guess you could say, with the sounds that are going on to get it to line up a bit more smoothly. You know, that was, uh, a, that was a big problem in the old days of electronics, right? Yeah. Going uh, out of season. Yeah, Mr. Tom from uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow was telling me that analog synths, it was impossible to tune them. But maybe there's something to that where you get a strange kind of flavor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm certainly not opposed to uh, being out of tune. <laughs> yeah, what is fucking yeah at the end of the day right maybe because there's a rhythm especially if they if they start beating right you get a rhythm out of that from being yeah. out of tune look we're at the end of the second hour february 4 2021 edition Pedro show special guest Ren Schofield. hold tight for hour three february 4 2021 it's third hour of the watch for Pedro show
Petals of forgotten time The flower girl's Expressions to the one you love The flower girl Make no demands And they give you a flower with a smile They got to show they can make it on their own No advice is needed when they're trying to catch The things that mean so much to them
Life for Pedro show. We start off the third hour with Container doing Funnel and Tragic Comedy with the Flower Girls live on KPFK four years ago. No Laughing Matter source. Yeah, I got this compilation maybe, I don't know, nine, ten years ago in Japan. And the next six bands are from that. Really interesting. Source Age with uh, No Laughing Matter. No Eye with Positive Approach. Dolly with Colors. A9 with Door. Contraire with Electronic Atmosphere. The Etiquette of Thinking Back with Cloud After Fire. Trippy ways. Punk ain't a style of music, people. It's a state of mind. And then finally, Model. With that's t- fucked up pronounced. That's two T's, people, not D. With Container. So, you ever have a title in a Container tune that's got more than one word? Uh, at the very beginning, there was a couple. Yeah, but then after that, I switched to just one word. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sticking with that. I like it. It's Econo. I love it. You know? yeah, some guys think it's, yeah, it's like a fucking paragraph. Right? But uh, really, really kind of interesting. And, and what if... Can I ask you what you've been doing uh, with the COVID-19? Are you composing? Are you trading files over the internet? Mm, well, yeah, it was interesting when it first hit. It, my things kind of changed for me in a different way because um, my wife started working from home. And normally I would have just been playing music at home during the day. But she had to be taking calls and doing all this kind of office stuff. So I couldn't really play at home anymore. So I was looking for a studio space, but it took me forever to find one. So I haven't really worked in that much music this year. But in the last couple of months, I've got a studio that's just right around the corner from the house. So I've been making up for lost time and jamming a lot in there. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of getting back into things again. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I never thought about that. But, yeah, yeah, I could. Because, yeah, I live alone. <laughs> and uh yeah sharing a space especially with this situation is really sharing a space yeah uh, who wants to wear headphones all the fucking time yeah i was trying to work with headphones for a while but just not this i've never really done that before and it doesn't feel the same to me yeah yeah i agree with you i agree with you yeah after a few times of trying i was like just didn't feel right i was like i'd rather not work on music like this actually yeah and has Container done collabs? Uh, kind of. I did one that this festival had commissioned before where I kind of wrote a beat that should have been played by two drummers, and then I taught it to the drummers, and then I kind of mic'd up the drums and processed to the drums live. Uh, Interesting. Which went okay, I guess. It wasn't didn't really go as planned, but... Uh, it was okay. And you, you played over the top of these two guys going at it, right? Mostly they were just playing a beat that I had created and I was processing the drums as they played it. Ah, I understand. They were like yeah. kind of they were a source for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because uh Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I understand. You think you know, your analog days of being a drummer inform what you're doing now with beats? Do I, do I think about it? What do you think? Uh, you know what you did when you taught yourself the drums. Do you yeah. bring that stuff? Is there is there like kind of a, I don't know, a, a connect with electronic drums and beats? Yeah, 
definitely. Actually, I would actually say like kind of a, the way I sort of taught myself to play drums is kind of by tinkering around on the drum machine first, which kind of gave me an idea of like how it worked in a weird way. And I was after doing that, I was more able to play the real drum set, I think. Um, and then after playing the real drums for a long time, uh, that does like I'll think about a beat that I like to play on the kit when I'm programming the drum machine. Uh, normally so um yeah it's quite i'm always thinking about playing the real drums right but obviously with electronics there's things you can do that's physically impossible especially kick drum shit right yeah yeah (laughs) and then and then where you put everything right because you don't have to worry about coordinating the body george hurley told me man i'm balancing on my tailbone and all my limbs are flying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you you don't really have to do that when you you're organizing beats but the, yeah there's the thing of the feel right Clyde Stubblefield yeah. and yeah Max Roach I I want to play uh, Rippler
from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition, Container with Rippler. Then Emmett Kelly with guitar solo number three. Now what kind of titles? <laughs> and a container finally with nozzle. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, just imagine people. You heard it. It's, it's beautiful stuff. I, I love uh, I love what you're doing and stuff. What, what about uh, the idea of a producer? Um, yeah, the, the term, something about the term kind of rubs me the yeah, wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why that is, but people will ask me, like, oh, so you're a producer? And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd say that, really. But, uh, I guess I am. I don't know. <laughs> but container self-produced, right? You don't bring another cat in, right? No, no, no. It's just me. And and also, you're probably the engineer man, right? Yeah, I mean, the recording process is pretty straightforward. I usually just plug to, like straight from the mixer into the computer and hit record. And have you ever thought about bringing in an, another, not a collab, but a, like a, the idea of the producer, right? The, the the other mind, the other perspective? Uh, not really. I have thought that it would be nice to um, have some help recording it in a different way sometime. I would like to one day record where I'm playing it live and we layer the recordings of it like through amps and the way it was captured on various tape recorders and board straight from the board and kind of like mix that together to get a fuller sound. But I haven't done that yet, but it is something I've been thinking about. So most of this stuff that like we've been listening to on the show today, it, it's direct right in a pewter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And not a microphone of an amplifier, but you're thinking about this down the road. Yeah, it's some, I've thought about it for a while, but just haven't done it. But it is something I would eventually like to do. And, and you say fuller? You think it's a fuller sound? I mean, I don't know, but I, I think it could be. Um, I suppose we'll find out. Maybe I'll try it and wouldn't even like it and end up scrapping the whole thing. But uh, one day we'll find out. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you think about the current state of electronic music? <laughs> uh do you, have any, do you have any heroes? Uh, I don't know if I'd say heroes. Um, I guess my favorite... Or the, an artist that I find myself going to to listen a lot is Mika Banio from Pansonic. Okay. You know, uh, you know about this cat in Baltimore named Dor? Yeah, I've known Dor for a long time. Okay, Network Glass. Man, that... That's some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess what he does, a lot of the music part comes in the editing, right? Uh, I guess so. I haven't yeah, all I that's, haven't talked to him about music in a while. Well, <laughs> what, what about you? Do you do that? You get your thing and then all these... It sounds like he's chopping the shit up to make the rhythms. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. That... that Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Because, <laughs> you, right, at the end of the day, it sounds, right? But, man, it, it blew me away, the stuff he was doing. And I really like what you're doing. So I, I wonder if all the, these electronic guys, are they listening to each other? Or are they all men alone or women alone and just on their own? It's like parallel universes? Mm. No, yeah. Like, uh, I've known Dora for a while. And, uh, yeah, we've played lots of shows together and stuff. Okay. Uh, 
Well, yeah, I haven't heard his most recent things. I actually should check it out. And what about, you know, now you're you know, not, you're not uh, the younger man anymore. You're the less younger man. So what about a younger cat getting in electronics? What's your advice there, Brother Ray? Hmm. Um, I guess I would encourage, well, because, yeah, it's interesting because when I meet younger people who are playing electronic music now, like the things, like the instruments they use are so different than the way I got into it. Like it's mostly software that they're using. And uh, I really have no clue about how software computer programs work for music. Uh, so there's already that massive disconnect. And since it's technology-based, I guess it's always going to be that way and get more and more distant and strange. You know, there's always been that. I was reading about Delia Derbyshire. I don't want to use synthesizers. I just want to cut tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even though it's technology, there's different technology. Yeah. Okay. It's been a big honor. I, now that you got your studio, you're going to be making new music. When you get a new album, when you come back on the show, we can talk about it. Yeah, sounds like a great idea, man. Thanks so much. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you know, I don't have a website at the moment. I've you been, will, uh, but you will. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get one going. But it's, it's like uh, having your own fanzine, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, big honor. I love what you're doing. Keep on keeping on. Plow hard, brother. Nice. Nice talking to you, Mike. Okay. People, it's been February 4, 2021, the Dishwap Pedo Show. Keep your power dry.